Teaching Brood. Today, we're going to be talking about a book that we've been reading, which is pretty interesting. It's called Classroom Management in the Digital Age. Classroom Management in the Digital Age is authored by Heather Dowd and Patrick Green. Heather is a teacher, educational technology coach, science enthusiast, and learning. And she is based out of the United States right now, but she was a teacher in Singapore for many years. And her co-author, Patrick Green, is an educational technology coordinator and site director for the Global Online Academy for the Singapore American School. We typically do teaching brood actually in a cafe. Yeah, uh, I was I was listening to some episodes and it seemed like uh, you know there was clinking of glasses and things in the background. So I assumed it was the cafe ambiance. Yes, yes. And, and and we and we don't think that with a back with a backup track. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Why don't we just start off with, like, how did you guys decide to write a book about this? You want to start with that, Heather? I can start with that. Um, we, well, Patrick and I were working together at Singapore American School in the middle school, and we uh, helped our middle school go one-to-one. And in that experience, we... Um, learned a lot from the great teachers that we work with and from schools all around the world, really, um, who were already doing this. And we wanted to learn as much as we could before we launched our own program. And so this kind of came out of a conversation of what have we learned and, and also, you know, what, what's a resource that's not out there. And there are a lot of books on classroom management, but we didn't find anything specifically around classroom management with devices. Uh, And that was kind of the beginning of it. And uh, when you guys were writing the book, what was what were some of your bigger challenges? Well, I, you know, actually, it was a great experience writing together and collaboratively. Um, I think when when we set out, uh, one of the things we wanted to do was uh, be able to put it all in a way that gave people encouragement. Um, Mm. That that wasn't saying here's this new way of doing things, but actually uh, giving encouragement to expert teachers who have been managing classrooms for years. Uh, give them the encouragement that what they've been doing has worked in their situation, but in a new situation with with devices, things are are different. But how can you use some of those? Uh, uh, previously used strategies. How can you adapt them to kind of a, a new world? And uh, I, th- I think fitting it all within that uh, kind of encouraging mode was was certainly a goal of ours. Almost, almost to make it what what can appear to look like a bit like a beast of a thing to do to actually appear quite easy to like quite like using the knowledge you already have to do it. Well, I think that was our uh, a big goal for us because we knew that there were people who you would say they have so much uh, to teach you these yeah. these expert teachers that had fear based on going into an environment that they hadn't been trained in and they hadn't been practicing in for years. Um, and I think that some of the feedback we've received absolutely has been a lot of people kind of going oh, yeah, I just needed to see it written like that. I just needed to be told that, yes, I do know how to do this. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's been really good feedback. So 
if a school is wanting to go down this road and you've got a whole bunch of veteran teachers and you've got a few new teachers and stuff like that, a typical school, then what kind of challenges could a teacher expect to face? Well, I, I think the, the biggest challenge is uh, mindsets. Um, and I would say maybe the challenge for the school would be the mindsets of the teachers. Um, because if you can get through that hurdle, then it's all going to work. I mean, peop, uh, uh, there are laptop programs or device programs, tablet programs all over running smoothly. And there's, they're all over and they could be running not so smoothly. But, but it's not necessarily that new anymore. There's over 20 years of um, research of places that have been doing it now. So um, it, there's plenty of uh, examples out there for us to learn from. But when a teacher takes it on, uh, in fact, there's a little piece in the book that kind of talks about this. The number one thing for, for a teacher to make it be successful is just to have the right mindset, which is, I can do this. We can do this. It's what we need to do. And um, let's do it. And I think a, another hurdle is, is planning. Um, I've been traveling for this past year around the U.S. visiting schools, uh, some of whom have had one-to-one for a few years and some of whom are, are rolling it out right now. And the kind of my, I guess, anecdotal takeaway from, from visiting these schools is that the ones that kind of just bought devices and rolled it out are struggling. And they're struggling with things that I don't think that we struggled with because we put so much effort and time into planning the program ahead of time. Mm. Um, and that's been kind of a trend I've noticed. There's that, there's, there's that impulse that everyone else is doing it, so we need to do it right now. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah, um, and then I think a lot of those schools are now backtracking and realizing, okay, we've got we've to do some of that planning even though we've had one-to-one for two years. Right. Yeah. Yeah, diving in without quite realizing the consequences of that of that dive, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got I've got a question for you because we run into this, I guess, all over the place. But when you go to tech conferences, you always hear people's suggestions about how to get around the people who don't like the idea of adopting pro- these programs. Um, I think on the uh, on the adoption curve, they're referred to as laggards. How did you guys get around the people who were really reluctant to? kind of get on to this? Um, I think we had a couple things going for us. Our, our superintendent um, was very forward thinking and um, <clears throat> it was basically part of working at our school to say that you you believe in integrating technology using uh, current tools with students. And so that was kind of a theme for our school. And then one of the things that Heather and I we feel like we did a good job of was including uh, the teachers in uh, the rollout. So what what we did is we basically set it up where Heather and I, the the tech folks, are, were not responsible for teaching the the students, and it wasn't our program, mm. but that it that it was all of the teachers' program. And that uh, when we when we ran a kind of a start of year boot camp to get all students on the same page, we also designed it with teachers in mind so that all the teachers could also be on the same page. So uh, we had 
the social studies teachers delivering digital citizenship lessons, and we had the science teachers teaching the students how to print, and we had the language arts teachers teaching the students how to post images and text and video in their blog, and we had the math teachers helping students know how to uh, submit work. And so, so basically getting everybody kind of pitching in together and then, of course, relying on one another to have taught the students the, the various components. And then, um, you know, we worked with teachers to tweak those lessons and things so that there was, I think, a considerable amount of buy-in to, to do it well. So there wasn't this assumption that, oh, the other teacher taught it, so they'll know it automatically. No, we divided everything up so that everyone had to teach the, a, a different piece. And, the, and then, yes, they did rely, there was an assumption that people did their job. Okay, yeah. Okay. okay holding them, basically giving them that accountability. So then how would you go about actually deciding who would do what? Was there natural fits to the curriculum or was some of it a little bit, um, I guess, arbitrary for lack of a better term? I think it was a mix of that, a mix of both of those. Some of it, like the, the reading and language arts teachers, um, taught the students about, you know, get blogging and writing and how to comment. And that fit in with a lot of their standards. So they happily took that. And in fact, they stretched that lesson out into longer than our boot camp time because it fit what they were doing. Um, so that was kind of a natural fit. And there were a few other things that were kind of had to go somewhere. Um, right. and so it, it, it got put there, but but like, for example, we had to have our students create their YouTube channel and post a video so that we knew that every student knew how to do that. Um, but the benefit of that was after boot camp, then every single teacher can expect that my students know they have a YouTube channel and they know how to upload a, a screencast. Right. And, and so did you guys do this with like after school professional development or were there online forums that you used or... What were kind of your avenues of letting? Yeah, mostly mostly face to face, and and so it, it was a big emphasis uh, when we were rolling um, the whole thing out, and so we did have some uh, after school time where we would plan uh, specifically with individual groups of the teachers that were going to deliver specific lessons, um, and. And uh, within the schedule, right? So if they had their free period together, we would work with those PLCs. Um, yeah. And and I think, too, coaching. You know, it evolved over time. And when people would have questions, as Heather said, you know, we'd, get, we'd be able to share, oh, well, uh, this other teacher is doing it this way. We both work for uh, large schools, shall we say, with multiple classrooms, multiple divisions. Um, and had, did, you, did you guys implement this program at the same time as the other divisions implementing it, or was this kind of was this sort of like a school wide venture, um, or was this more middle school was doing it now and then it would be adopted in the same way as they came up through high school, or yeah, the way we did it was the high school was already one to one, and so we needed, to, which I'm not suggesting is the right way to roll the, something like this out. If mm. the school is going this direction, you probably want to build into it. Um, but for various reasons, political and uh, otherwise, we uh, our high school was already one-to-one, -one and it was bring your own device. And in our case, we were going to 
launch a program that would build into that. Okay. Um, and so we, we did the middle school as a standalone rollout, uh, 900 students uh, over the course of three months. We went from grade six, seven, and eight not having a one-to-one program to completely having a one-to-one program. Oh, wow. Cool. That is, yeah, that isn't a small task, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> And I know you've been emphasizing the word mindset a fair bit, and that's a, that's a word that my school has adopted fairly regularly, too. Have you guys gotten, did you guys get the counseling department involved in, or your, I guess, your learning support services involved in this push as well? Yeah, in fact, they were, yeah, they were right along there with us pretty much the whole way. Um Especially when it came to working with individual students and communicating with parents. Um, we had a number of um, parent workshops uh, that mm. we were all present at um, and, and really discussing like what our, our common message is going to be. And, and we met fairly regularly as well to just calibrate like, you know, what is, what is our belief about such and such? Um, and how, what's the best way to work with students that need help in this area? Um, yeah, so we, that, that was, that's been nice. And I recommend that, you know, schools that are, are rolling out one-to-one, I recommend that it's a team approach between administrators, counselors, teachers, and technology integration specialists. That's all we have time for today. But do make sure that you tune in for our next one for part two.